Hello, welcome to Not Alone Today podcast. This is Anu. And I am Joseph. We're glad to have you here. Today, we'll be talking about the fears we had before our relationship started and the fears we had closer to the wedding day. That's actually in response to a question that Susan asked. She writes, um... She said, when you were cutting Joseph and your marriage was drawing closer, did you have any fears? If you did, how did you overcome them? So, did you have any fears? <laughs> I had, at the start of our relationship, I had lots of fears. First, I I had the fear of commitment. I didn't want to commit to color because I had things going through that I was going through at the time that I didn't think I needed a man in the picture so to say mm. at the time in, in our family i was kind of responsible for my brothers like cooking doing those sort of things so i'm kind of into the whole caring part and i didn't want any extra responsibility and i wasn't and it was the first time actually that i would that would have a relationship like a boy to go relationship so it was just so uncharted for me to even say yes to but but when 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 i knew that it was color obviously i relented but um then after i agreed not that i after i made my after i settled it in my mind that okay yeah this is happening the second fear was i wasn't good enough because i um I am from a Muslim background. My dad is an Alaji, was an Alaji. He's mm. <laughs> dead now. Yeah. So, Bokola was from a very good family, like What's Christian that people that they pray in the morning, pray in the night, like very churchy people. I felt so, so unqualified, like vastly unqualified. I see there's a qualification. I know you, but, but the reason I, I felt so much unqualified was because I, we were friends before this whole relationship thing started and we were living in the same kind of hostel. It's like a church group hostel where Hikola was the Bible study um they call him rabbi. <laughs> it was a Bible study. It was a Bible study coordinator. So when we go to when we go to the chapel, he's got like lots of ladies around him. Ladies that when they when they are speaking in tongues, you feel like whoa, where is this one coming from? And things so that that so all, all those things they yeah, factored into my fear of feeling very very unqualified. Mm. And um, the yeah. third fear that I had was. Color hasn't come to me to say, oh, if you um, if you're my girlfriend or my fiance, yeah. these are the things that you would be doing. But I innately know that if I should commit to a relationship with him, that would bring me to the spotlight. And I don't like spotlight. I just I'd rather just do the workings at the back and the kitchen things <laughs> than having lots of people fawn over me and having to talk when I don't want to talk. I like my space basically. So I had that fear that this thing will just bring me out and I'm not ready to come out. Yeah, those were my three fears. What were yours, Kola? Um, so, talking of that stage of the relationship, just before I started, um, my, my fears, if you will, was like you coming to terms with the fact that one, that was the time for me to start to mm. get into a relationship. And secondly, my biggest fear at the time was the fact that my parents initially disagreed. Yeah. Um, one of the things that the Holy Spirit taught me um, while I was uh, in uni, in, in, in having my undergraduate days, was the fact that I don't know myself enough mm. to make some decisions 
in life based on my knowledge so for instance i used to feel like i know the kind of person i'm going to marry mm. um i had some mental notes as to what the person should have some and all of those qualities. kind of things yeah physical qualities Mm-mm. um emotional qualities <laughs> emotional intelligence no cultural there was a cultural part yeah i mean it's just multifaceted uh, and it's not like i wrote this down anywhere but it's just there in my mind um but like i said that was one of the things the holy spirit taught me that i can't trust myself in the sense that i found myself doing very many times the very same things that i said i wasn't going to do mm. and so if i can't trust myself or if i don't even know myself enough to be able to make such um decisions then i want god to call the shots when it comes to such things and so i going into that phase of of my life by the way we're talking of um there's this one year gap year that you have when you graduate from higher institution in nigeria where you get to serve the government that was where i met her that's where i met you (laughs) okay all right um so um at that point the 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 challenge was when i was going into that season Mm. i felt like i have a word from god i have a kind of three-year plan for at least Mm. the next three years of my life and there was nothing about a relationship in this so-called plan that i received supposedly from god and so when the whole idea of god pointing my attention to a particular beautiful lovely young lady (laughs) um, started coming up it didn't fit into my expectations it didn't Mm. fit into very many things at the time Um, so naturally that was the first kind of hesitance or fear if you will that Mm. i had like god is this really the time Uh, is this you is this me thinking things Mm. and i can't begin to get into how many confirmations i got from god unsolicited confirmations (laughs) and very dramatic Um, (laughs) so i i eventually came to terms with that reality that okay god is in this and this is the time Mm. but then came the next um challenge that i've set for myself it's not a challenge but i've also told myself that before i would open my mouth to say to a lady i want to marry you Mm. i want to be sure that one i'm personally convinced two my parents have consented Mm. and three that i've run it by my by by the pastoral figures in my life my mentors and co and they've also counseled me about it now i got my personal conviction right again like i said lots of unsolicited confirmations i spoke with my mentor and it was fine with it prayed with me linked me up with some other people to talk me through the dynamics of that of that stage but the challenging part was when i told my parents initially their first response was um okay let's go and pray about it they came back they said we've prayed about it and we think that it's not the right choice and so that's that was that conflict of i am overwhelmingly sure that god says this (laughs) and then the next to God figures in my life, my parents, my Christian parents, <laughs> initially resisting to what I think I felt persuaded of God about. That was that was a huge fear. And that went on for months, actually, before eventually everybody came to the same page. So, yeah, at the beginning, that, those were my fears. And that's, that's, <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. And when you said, um, when you mentioned how that... Um, you had a plan but it wasn't what you wanted what what what, what happened after you came to service after yeah. you came to nyc I, i've heard someone say that if you want to make god laugh tell him your plans that's, right. that's it's just as simple as that because when i was coming to um the nyc where we served together 
I also had a plan. I wanted to go to a kind of retreat mm. to figure out what to do next and to figure out maybe pray for my family and maybe my mom and dad come back together and things like that. So I was really determined because we live in the south and mm. where we said was the north it was like 18 hours the drive to my so when i told my mother that i got a placement there in the north she was like oh i can make i can transfer you back and things like that <laughs> but i knew that there was a purpose to me going to that city and serving there so i'm just trying to make you see like the picture in your mind for my i was resolute in the things that i wanted to do mm. so hearing of relationship and things felt to be of it felt i felt betrayed by god in a sense like <laughs> you know what we're going through we're in this together i talk to you like every time why would you bring a man like and like a man to the picture i'm a mills and boone um novel reader so i knew all about men from my novel like i can talk about i haven't been in a relationship before <laughs> I can talk about men. I can. I know everything in my own smartness. So mm. I didn't think I needed someone, but God thought I did. And yes, yeah, so now we'll talk about how we overcame the, the fears. fears okay. Yes. Yeah, basically. How did I overcome them? The first fear of the issue of time. Is this the right time? Is this is this God? It wasn't for me to overcome. It was for God to make me see the reason why it is mm. the time. And he did that. I, okay. So, for instance, um, when this whole drama was going to start, it started with a dream. A dream that, if I begin to narrate, <laughs> sounds so much like you're watching a Nigerian Nollywood film. movie. <laughs> um, but the interesting thing about the dream was, of course, it's all this dream where you, you are with a lady at the well, you are fetching water and doing all sorts of things. Um, but the interesting thing is I woke up from that dream and then I had to rush to, I was already getting late for the morning devotion in the chapel that morning. And so I had to rush to the well in the in the family house, as we call it, where we were staying, the hostel. Mm. And as I was about to fetch water at the well, everything that I saw in my dream, <laughs> oh boy. exactly what I saw in my dream 15 minutes, 10 minutes ago, mm. started acting out itself word for word statement for statement except that now i can see a character that i can't remember seeing in the dream mm. being the person on the other side saying exactly those words that were said in the mm. dream i mean it was just too dramatic and, <laughs> but again i still did not pay attention i went on at my bath rushed to the morning devotion that morning and the person that preached preached from daniel chapter 2 and as i was reading along with the preacher we got to verse 45 ish in my bible it was a God's word translation, I think. And it says, the dream is true. <laughs> and the interpretation is certain. It was oh like boy. those words leapt off the, off, the, off the pages of the scripture to my heart. And I was like, God, what's, what's this about? But again, I still didn't pay no mind to it. Mm. And then two days later, I would be with a friend, um, my assistant, actually, the assistant Bible studies secretary at the time. And we were just discussing. He had invited me over to his place. And he was like, you guess what? Two nights ago, I was praying. I was asking God for permission to go which is the same night you had a dream the same night I had a dream that I was asking God for permission to go and propose marriage to Anu and God crystal clear told him guess what that girl is not for you Oops. it's for the rabbi and like she said they, they call me the rabbi so he just thought let me 
making know what God is saying. In case you're not yes, thinking <laughs> in that line, God has got the lady reserved for you and mm. blah, 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 and things like that. Again, I initially felt like laughing. With, like, let's just laugh about this. But when I began to see how all those things lined up together, it was about the same time that another friend, a lady friend came and said, God told me to continue to pray for your relationship with mm. this person until it materializes. Mm. I mean, just so very many unsolicited confirmations and that kind of boosted my confidence boosted my courage to the point where i was able to say okay i agree with god now let's move on to the next stage and then talk to my parents about it how did i overcome that fear again i went back to god when they told me um you know what we've prayed about it and we think um actually maybe this is not the time da, 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 da. maybe there's another person and things like that i went back to god and god said this is a long journey. Hmm. So just settle in. But I've spoken and I would make my words good. Hmm. And so I held on to that. And I didn't disobey them. I didn't act contrary to what they said. Which is very good. Um, I just held on to that word, gave it time. After some few months, spoke with one of my siblings hmm. to kind of chip it in again at home and see what they say and again the response was still the same like is he still thinking about that oh boy. We, we thought we were close to this this issue and things like that and then later like a couple of months later i went to god and got some specific directions from god about what to do and followed those instructions basically it involved calling them explaining my story my how i came to this knowing that mm. anu is the one um and i did all of that explained to them told them i'm happy to do whatever they want me to do but i would like to really know why is it specifically why god said she's not the one and things like that so okay. that i can use that to continue to pray for her for the sake of whoever it is that she, she was, was going to very going wise to get married to and i mean those wise. was those were the strategy that i got from god and i went through with that and mm. then they said you know what actually give us some time let's get back to you again on this and by the time they would get back to me again they were like go for it mm. we believe god is in this and that's it so mm. it's going back to God and I think that emphasizes the fact that this story was battered by God and mm. so we can always go back to him at every point about our fears about what's going on and he can always talk us through it. Great. Sorry for ranting so it's much. Not, oh, I enjoyed it. Actually, from what you said, what I picked out is the things we're calling fears actually are not fears, they just risk assessment in a sense. <laughs> it's life. It's life basically. Yeah. Like and I like how that you said God God was the one who made like it's his idea yeah so it's him we went back to you went back to again to mm-hmm. ask for solution on what to do mm-hmm. which is what and I like how you actually talk to your parents for someone like me yeah my approach would have been ah me, I know the other spirit more than you guys what are you talking about <laughs> I wouldn't argue with them I think what I would have done my natural tendency would have been to just ignore them and go on as anyways because i know obviously they will come back and yeah but i like how you and i like the phrase you said what you said can you tell me what the problem is what what the problem is so i can pray for the for our future husband which is very cool because I, all parents would wonder, like, okay, he's listening to us now. Let's just pray for this poor girl that is going to send up so she doesn't become a liability, which is very wise. Well done. That's, that's wisdom. Well that wasn't done. my idea. And I think for me, how I overcame my three fears <laughs> were basically listening and talking to the Holy Spirit. Hmm. 
as I said in our previous podcast um, episode, I'm a bit stubborn. I'm a bit of a me person, so I like to first consult the Holy Spirit via dialogue before consulting people. So, for example, the first um, the first fear about committing. The Holy Spirit made me say that I remember there was one time we were talking and the dialogue went ran like, do you think you came to Gombe State? That's where we went to serve. Yeah. Do you think you came here because you chose to come here? Then he began to put pieces of pictures together to confirm what he's saying. For example, there was a time when I was at uni. Hmm. I was at uni there in Nigeria studying at English education. And I had, my, I was in 300 level. My friends had boyfriends and things. So I usually get teased like, I, I want to go and get a boyfriend and things like that. Mm. So one time we're waiting for a lecture to start or we're doing a group discussion. Then I'm just thinking and looking at far off and thinking, am I actually going to have a husband? Like, will my mom's fears actually come through? Mm. And I wouldn't have anyone to say, this is the person I'm dating and things. Then it was like a, 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 a 3D um, <laughs> vision that I had. So I was looking at Farov and the Spirit shows me a man standing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did there was no physical man, it's just in my head, in my in my yeah, revelation, in my revelationary face. <laughs> yeah. I saw a man, yeah. yeah. So I saw a man in an also attire and it was as though he had a cap on. It was quite tall and dark. And it was as though it was turning round for me to see. And I'm thinking, what does this have to do with the fact that I'm asking whether I'm going to have a husband in my life or not? <laughs> but then, the Spirit didn't tell me what it was, what it was showing me then. But somehow, I was convinced of the fact that, yes, a man will come. So when I went to Gumbi and I had this phase of whether to commit, whether to leave my retreat and just be with a man. Yeah. The Holy Spirit showed me that image again. That was the retreat, by the way, but continue. I suppose, <laughs> you see, it showed me that, that image again and said, the man was, I wasn't saying to you that you marry an Aosa man. I was saying to you that you would marry a man from that land. Mm. So this is it. And and it, it was a bit firm because I was, I was getting a bit pitiful you know people that just do ah so why like a child that you said oh don't touch the fire and, and they come to ask you but why you look so beautiful i should touch it so there was it, it this was firm with me at the point and said anu this is what i want you to do this is the stage for it so at that point yeah i just stopped my whining and things and i understood the process so that my that the first fear was gone at the time then there was a fear of how that it was i was under unqualified and it was from a good home i wasn't from a good home and this not from a good home Stop i was that. sorry i mean it was from a good home and my good, good home and things like that and i'd always like i'd always seen this them christian families from afar and i'm thinking ah i don't want to come and scatter anything and anybody's home and things so that one obviously this way made me see but it's just nonsensical mm. it was just stupid for me to think someone's home determine who they would be and he said even though you're from where you are you're better than most mm-hmm. that's me it was saying to me yeah and that actually made me confident so the third one was the ladies I was trying to compete with, the ladies that didn't, that didn't even know I was, that didn't even, they can't even read my thoughts, but I was mentally competing with them because obviously they were friends with my to-be husband. 
So that was my last fear. And I remember having this conversation with the Holy Spirit to say, but why not choose one of these ladies? Look at her. She, I remember I was saying for me. Mm. I said, oh, look at for me. For me is so perfect for him. She's, she, she knows the right Bible verses at Bible study. They contribute and things like that. I kept giving lots of examples. And again, this was firmer at this time. Like it was as though he was warning me to just shut up. I just go with that and yeah i have that i i know it might be it might feel a bit strange to you listening to me thinking what's talking about like which holy spirit is talking about and things like that this is how i talk to him mm. if i'm not clear i will ask questions and the bible did say come let us reason together bring yeah. forth your strong reasons mm. yeah so so yeah i have that so i was able and that was how it helped me and when i mentioned at first that i'm a me person this is actually what was helping me in my christian um journey and thank god that my husband is a pastor now i'm able to have i have now i have not i'm able to have now i have a spiritual father that i have in my house a very personal <laughs> father that i go to so that was how i overcame my fears mm. basically just talking it out with the Holy spirit being vulnerable i didn't say he didn't say oh yeah go and i just said okay sir go why i know that i'm still nursing some bitterness some fears mm. some lack of confidence but because i was able to speak to him regarding <coughs> what i'm feeling yeah he 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 felt the same and talked me through it and i know the bible says that we don't have a, a high priest that that is not <laughs> It's not touched by the feelings of, of my, my infirmity. So those feelings you're having, those fears, those doubts, they are okay. Just as you preached a message one time, you said it's good. There's a good doubt and a, and a bad doubt, and mm. sometimes our doubts are actually they, they, they sink you deeper into faith. Yes, because if you don't have them, then you won't be able to converse. Yeah, and make him. Um, yeah, come to understand your whole you should be doing. So, Joseph, now tell us what were your fears while marriage, while our marriage was, um, I mean, what our wedding day was approaching, or while I, we're courting, basically. I, I can, I can point to at least two instances, but again, they are not. I didn't feel any massive fear if you had. If you what were your me. risk assessments? Whatever, whatever <laughs> you want to call it. One was three years into the courtship or two years into the courtship when someone I considered to be a, a, a spiritual authority in my life in that sense um, also had a contrary thought about my choice of a life partner. And it's, mm. it's been aware all along that I'm in a relationship. I'm engaged to this lady and we'll be getting married at some point in the future. Mm. And then he came to... He didn't even talk to me he requested to see my parents that's how serious it was and and decided to talk to them about what he thinks god has shown him and things like that um and then of course they told me in turn and what i did was just to again initially it was quite disturbing news to hear like for goodness sake i've i've known this man for a couple of years and I respect him a lot I and thank God for the grace of God upon his life. And then to hear that coming felt like, uh, what's going on? I think I knew what God showed me. I am persuaded of what God had said to me at the beginning mm. of the relationship. So again, went back to God, which is just the simplest <laughs> and easiest and wisest thing to do. Sure. You battled this journey, oh God, what's going on? And again, he told me, just hang on. It's, 
I've told you it's a long journey, so mm. <laughs> expect things like that. Um, and then again, he gave me the strategy. He asked me to meet with the man, tell him my story, let him see. I didn't just see a lady that looks beautiful and say, oh my God, if this doesn't become my wife, then what will I do? I told him the backstory to come in to, to accept with or align my, my desire with God's desire for me mm. about the choice and everything. And when I spoke and tabled my strong reasons, <laughs> he also felt like, okay, I mean, there's a whole lot of wisdom in what you've said. But again, we see in parts, we prophesy in parts, what if, whatever it is that he saw, he believed is just a fraction. Mm. And what I have seen is also just a fraction. And bringing all those fractions together makes a bigger picture. Sure. And so it was like, if you're truly and fully persuaded, go for it. And that's, that's what's, that's how that went away. The other fear I had was when we had a big quarrel, four months or five months. <laughs> it wasn't months. a quarrel. When you say this thing, every time I'm thinking, I didn't see it as an issue. So you didn't see such. it as an issue from your end. From my end, it was like the relationship was about to scatter. Oh my gosh. Because we, we were having just a normal WhatsApp conversation. I think it was something finance related. Yeah. And then you said that, um, you said, uh, uh, why does it matter? <laughs> And that statement, uh, that phrase just didn't land well in my ears or on my heart. And it just sounded so off. Why, though? I don't know. I mean, it's not just the phrase in itself. It's the conversation that led to it. It's the way um, I'm trying to ask simple, direct questions and you are trying to play me around. That was what it felt like at the time. And not be direct in your response. And then that climaxed with the what does it matter? Like... <laughs> Who says that to, <laughs> to a, a friend, a man, a traditional African man? man. How dare you? So um, that kind of that kind of made made me a little bit worried. <laughs> like, what's going on? For goodness' yeah. sake! And so, of course, how did I fix that? Jumped on the next available affordable coach I to like Birmingham. Affordable. affordable, of course, because I didn't even have that much money to take a train but just went on the next available coach i could find went straight to Birmingham, and we decided to just talk things through yeah and on my way the holy spirit ministered to me again of questions to ask you when i see yes. you and talk through those questions together it's very philosophical and yeah and we we came back so much that we got married four months later five months later so yeah, yeah. and i think my my fear when we were courting was fixing the wedding date. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, I think I still had that commitment, that commitment issue I didn't fully resolve before we started the relationship. Mm. Like every time um, Joseph brings up the 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 idea of fixing the wedding date, I would find some genuine, fabulous reason to not just do it. <laughs> I could say things, so I don't even know what I said. <laughs> but I kept pushing things and pushing things. I think the third year while we were together, you mentioned how we should do an introduction. Because mm -hmm. in Nigeria, before you marry, I think there are three stages. There's introduction where your fiancé goes to meet your parents, buy some food, stuff, and things. And there's a cultural getting to know each other's family, basically. Yeah. Then there's the um the court. the court marriage and the engagement and the wedding, yeah. So I think introduction in our culture is very important. So um Joseph kept saying, I know we need to do introduction. I'm thinking, uh -uh, why? Mm. 
why do we need to do it? Then I was in the UK. Yeah, I was in I was in Birmingham and it was in Nigeria. And my excuse was, oh, I, I don't even, I don't like those people that they put a picture in place of the woman, like they do they do things in absentia. Yeah. And I said no, I don't like it. I mean, just to somehow and things. So that was my excuse for a long time. Guess what my husband did? My me, my fiance. He didn't even argue with me before I knew it. he arranged with his parents. They bought things. <laughs> and she just said, oh, I know we'll be going next week or something. I think, yeah. <laughs> even until the day, on the day of my introduction, I was in the library reading. Can you imagine? I didn't even <laughs> stay at home and honor the day or have drinks with my friends and things. But when it did the introduction, then the fear started again. Like, oh my God, it's going to be real very soon. It's going to be real very soon. I actually can't pinpoint. My fear wasn't genuine. It was just a fear of the unknown, basically. Yeah, that's the that's the category yeah, for it. Yeah, and, and I'm not sure if it's jitters, but this time it wasn't outrightly saying no to God or questioning God and asking why. I knew it would happen. It's inevitable. Mm-hmm. But I was trying to push it as much as I could forward. Mm-hmm. Even the day that we fixed the day for our wedding. Yeah. It wasn't just me. I, I was still saying all sorts of excuses and giving all sorts of excuses. I just felt comfortable with us just being fancy and fancy. <laughs> I don't know why. It just sounded very simple and less complicated. Anyways, 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 we do eventually go married. And it was on my graduation day. Mm. Can you believe that? I was with my friends on my graduation day and I didn't tell them I got married. <laughs> I, I think I only told Andre, oh no, some uh, Andre and George, but my girlfriends, I didn't tell them. Like I was looking at them, the ring was flashing in my hand, and I'm thinking, I just couldn't open my mouth. I felt muted, like, oh my god, I've done it, I've done it. But yeah, those were my fears, just setting the day and just going for it. If that's your fear, I think it's okay from what you said. I think I overdid mine in a sense. We have a God who understands these things. And as Kola said, just go back to him. Just keep going back. It doesn't matter how many times you ask the question. Mm. Go back until you're fulfilled and satisfied that the fears are gone. Then, yes, then you can move on and enjoy your new phase of life. Absolutely. Um, I, like you pointed out, it's mm. the fear of the unknown. And there's a, there's a healthy dose of that. It's just normal that when you're entering into a new season, chatting a new course... Uh, or blazing the trail as the case may be you will feel some LD dose of I don't know what's on this other side mm. but again I had a friend back in uni that taught me this song um, I, I can't remember the full lyrics but there's a line there that says uh, I don't know about tomorrow but I live from day to day I don't borrow from its sunshine for its cloud may turn to grey I don't worry about the future for I know what Jesus said he knows what is ahead many things about tomorrow I don't seem to understand but I know who holds tomorrow and I know who holds my hand can you sing it? please, 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 please (laughs) sing it, sing it, sing it I still remember the turn Um, I don't know about tomorrow but I live from day to day. I don't borrow from its sunshine, for its cloud may turn to gray. I don't worry about the future, for I know what Jesus said. And today, yeah, I miss that. I'll walk beside him. 
For he knows what is ahead. And then the chorus. Many things about tomorrow I don't seem to understand. But I know it's tomorrow. And I know who holds my hands. So I know who holds tomorrow. And I know Mm. he's the one holding my hand. And I think that's a very lovely place to to be. We thank God for God, you know. Indeed. Having him in the mix just makes things... It's kind of a fresh breath of air, isn't it? It is. Just makes everything better. So. It is. Thank you for listening in today. It's been a long episode, but yeah, <laughs> nice, nice rants and sharings, and yeah, it's, I hope it's, you do learn something from everything we've shared. Hopefully, if if you think we haven't touched on something that you want us to talk about, please drop your comments, and we will try as much as we can to address it. So thank you very much for listening. Um, do well to follow, to subscribe for the podcast, rate it on iTunes, on wherever you listen to your podcast from. It helps other people to see it um, and to also get blessed from it. Thank you. So as we always say, you're not alone. Today. See you next time.